Thank you. Well, now we're going to read about the shepherds and the, the proclamation by the angels of the birth of Christ. So we're going to read in Luke 2, verses 8 through 20. This is also going to be the text for our sermon this evening, starting in verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned and glorified, uh, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. Amen. You may be seated. Love that hymn, love all the Christmas carols. It's wonderful to be able to gather together and to sing together and raise our voices in joy and thanksgiving. And uh, some of you might be wondering, because you saw two of my children in the little choir there, and you thought, wow, they sing really well. Like, what's the deal with that? Because y'all heard me try to sing this morning. Let's just say it's one more benefit of marrying well. We're focusing our attention on the shepherds tonight, and uh, Sean has already read our scripture passage for us in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20, where the shepherds, you remember the nativity plays when we were kids? The best kids got the parts of Mary and Joseph. The angel was also a pretty cool part, although... Usually it went to a girl because no boy wanted to wear that white gown with the glittery crown. The wise men also had speaking lines. And then there were the shepherds. Nobody knows quite how many shepherds there were. One shepherd had one line. Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened that the Lord has made known to us. And the rest of the shepherds just had to kind of stand there as sort of background fill all you had to do was sort of walk as a group from one place to another. That's where you put the kids who didn't sing too well or act too well. Shepherds make really good background extras. And I don't remember for sure, but I'm pretty confident I was always a shepherd. Today we like to emphasize how, how dirty and untrusted shepherds were. They were. They were weird guys who slept outside watching over their flocks at night. 
No one seemed to trust them very much. They were kind of smelly. They moved from place to place. They weren't considered very reliable. And so we usually talk about them as an example of how God reaches out to the lowly and to the unexpected, the outcast and the downtrodden. And that is true. That is true. But why did the angels come specifically to shepherds? Why announce the birth of Jesus first to shepherds? Well, sometimes the most obvious answer is the clearest and the best. The angels announced the birth of Jesus to shepherds because Jesus came to be our good shepherd and the Lamb of God. And so who better to recognize the coming of the good shepherd who is also the Lamb but shepherds? One of the clearest Old Testament prophecies of the coming of Jesus into the world is Isaiah 53. It's a prophecy that was given some 700 years before Jesus was born. And in verses three, uh, in verse 6 of Isaiah 53, we read this. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Sheep that have turned aside, sheep that have gone their own way, sheep that have been scattered, need a shepherd to gather them back in. But guilty sinners also need a substitute sacrifice, the Lamb of God, to bear our sins in himself. So we need a good shepherd because we're prone to wander away and get ourselves into trouble. In Ezekiel 34, another Old Testament prophet said that God himself would come and be the shepherd of his people, but that also he would send David to shepherd the flock of God. Listen to this passage from Ezekiel 34. For thus says the Lord God, behold, I, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. As a shepherd seeks out his flock when he is among his sheep that have been scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and I will rescue them. I will feed them with good pasture and on the mountain heights in Israel shall be their grazing land. There they shall lie down in good grazing land and on rich pasture they shall feed on the mountains. I myself will be the shepherd of my sheep and I myself will make them lie down, declares the Lord God, I will seek the lost, and I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured, and I will strengthen the weak. I will rescue my flock. They shall no longer be a prey. And I will judge between sheep and sheep, and I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them. He shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord. I have spoken. You take these different pictures and you put them together. We heard from Micah 5. In Bethlehem of Ephrathah would come one who would be shepherd of the people Israel. And so you have the shepherd, you have the sheep, the lamb who bears the iniquity. You have God who's going to be the shepherd, and yet David is going to be the shepherd. If you put them all together, you're looking for someone to come into the world who is both shepherd and sacrificial lamb, who is both God in the flesh, but also the son of David. How could one person fulfill all of these roles? 
And over the years, as God's people contemplated these prophecies that they knew well, they, some of them concluded that God was going to have to send multiple messiahs. Perhaps there would be one who would come as a suffering servant, but then there would be one who would be a triumphant king, and perhaps another one would come as a prophet. And none of them, of course, did they really think would actually be God in human flesh, because that was an impossibility in their minds. They kept trying to understand God, to get God into categories that they could comprehend rather than just receiving what God was saying about himself and believing it. This is important for us because whenever we try to reduce God down to size and make him and his ways understandable to our little tiny pea brains, we end up distorting God and his ways in horribly cartoonish a manner. We cannot comprehend God, but we can trust God. Because he fulfilled all of these prophecies in one person in a way that no one could have guessed and no one would have been able to put together. And the announcement of his doing so was brought by angels to shepherds in the fields on that first Christmas night to show them and to show us how great the ways of God are, that we all might believe, receive Jesus, and rejoice in him. Most of us have Luke 2 forever associated with Linus Van Pelt. Sean was not quite as cute as Linus Van Pelt when he read Luke 2 to us earlier. He tried, but... And what role was Linus in the play? He was a shepherd, right? It's one way he can keep his blanket with him. He just put it on his head, right? But we remember that moment, right, in the climax of this beautiful little 25-minute cartoon Christmas special that's been on television every year since 1963, when Charlie Brown has been searching and trying to figure out what is the true meaning of, of Christmas, and he just has come to the end of himself. And he cries out, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? And it's Linus who replies quite simply, sure, Charlie Brown, I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And then he recites our text for tonight. In the same region there were shepherds, out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Whenever people in the Bible have a real encounter with God or angels, instead of just the figments of our imaginations or what we might dream up and put into a movie, whenever people really see the glory of God, they are almost always overwhelmed with fear. Because when the glory of the Lord shines, it is overwhelming to our human comprehension, it shocks us because God is so much greater, so much more glorious, so much more powerful, so much more brilliant than we could have ever guessed. And we're left stunned and shocked. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. 
you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. This unnamed angel brings the shepherds a very simple and very powerful message, good news of great joy for all the people. God has sent the world a Savior, Christ the Lord. We already know the Savior's name is Jesus, a name that means salvation. He came to save us from our sins, from our deadly wandering away from God, from our self-imposed slavery to sin, from our exile from the one who made us. He came to set the prisoners free, and he came to bring the wandering rebels home. The sign to the shepherds is that the baby would be wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger, something these shepherds probably did when a spotless lamb was born who could be sold to the temple for use as a Passover lamb. Certainly Jesus had come to be our Passover lamb, to have our sins laid upon him, to bear the just judgment that we deserve for our rebellion. This is how he would save us. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Once the good news of great joy was announced, the heavens erupted in a chorus of praise, a dazzling display of heavenly glory and worship such as had never been seen before and apparently was only seen by this small group of shepherds out in the countryside. The angel's praise proclaims the two things that drive the very heartbeat of God, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to his own those with whom he is pleased. God does everything he does for the glory of his own name and for the good of his people. Those who please him are those who trust him, those who believe in him. Hebrews tells us, without faith it is impossible to please God, for whoever comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. So those who please him are those who trust him, those who believe. And so God does everything he does for the glory of his own name and for the good of those who trust him. God reveals his heart in this way, in a way that resounds to his praise forever and to the good of his people and our peace forever. So what do the shepherds do? It strikes me if you read their message to the shepherds very carefully, the angels do not tell them you need to go and find this child. They simply tell them there's good news of great joy. A savior has been born to you in the city of David. He is Christ the Lord. And this is how you can know. This is how you will understand. He's a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And so the shepherds make the decision. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. The shepherds not only went, but they went with haste. That is the right way to respond when you hear the word of God. 
When you hear God announce good news of great joy, when you hear God tell you of a Savior, the right thing to do is to respond immediately, to respond with haste, with joy, with an eager desire to go and see this one whom God has sent. If you are here tonight and you've been maybe dragging your feet and maybe turning away from the good news of great joy, maybe looking for satisfaction in other things, hear the word of God tell you very clearly God foretold the coming of Jesus for hundreds of years. He told us that he would be born in Bethlehem. He told us that he would be born of a virgin. He told us that he would be a shepherd to, flock, to shepherd the flock of God's people. He told us that he would be the lamb to bear our sins. And he came in fulfillment of everything that God has spoken. Go to him. Go to him tonight. Go to him before you leave here. In the quietness of your heart, turn to him and say, Yes, Lord, I believe you came to save me, and I am coming to you to be saved by you. The shepherds went with great haste. Don't delay. Don't respond with a thousand lame excuses about how you'll do it later, or you don't really know for sure, and maybe there's some other way. God has spoken. God has sent his son. God has done everything for us and for our salvation. Come to him tonight. The shepherds come quickly to Mary and Joseph. They see a little baby lying in a manger, just as the angels had told them. They didn't keep the good news to themselves. They told everyone who would listen all that the angels had told them. And all who heard it wondered. Did you ever wonder about that? All who heard it wondered. Wasn't it just Mary and Joseph there with baby Jesus? Probably not. Because... They were probably staying with Joseph's family because they had come into town to register for the census because Joseph was of the house and lineage of David. And so they probably were staying with relatives. It was probably pretty crowded in the house, which is probably why they ended up with the animals. But once the baby's been born, of course everyone's going to want to come and see the baby. You tell me of a house with extended family and a newborn is born and people don't crowd in to see the baby. And so it's the whole family that's crowded in that hear this message from the shepherds and all who heard it wondered. So these shepherds, they respond quickly to the message. They tell everyone who will hear. And one last thing, they returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. When they went back on their way, their lives were changed. They were not the same. It was just an ordinary night for them at the beginning of the night. They were just out doing what they had done for however many nights, for however many years. And yet once they heard the message of the angels, once they saw Jesus in the flesh, they were never the same again. They returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. They were excited. They were joyful. They were glorifying. They were praising God. And they went on to tell whoever would listen of what God had done for them. And so on this Christmas Eve, we're here some 2,025 years or so after this first Christmas Eve. Have you heard the good news of the Savior's coming? Do you know that this is in fact good news and not just some story we like to tell each other once a year. It is the news of what God has done. It is the best news of real eternal joy that you could ever hear. Do you know that he came to be your shepherd 
and your sacrifice to seek you out, to pay for your sins, to bring you back home to God who made you and who loves you and who will be your home forever if you will trust in him. Will you go to him with haste? Will you receive him with joy? Will you tell others about him and all that he has shown you? And will you rejoice and glorify God for the amazing gift of his son? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we need you. We need saving. We can't save ourselves. We're the sheep who go astray. We need a shepherd who will lead us home. Lord Jesus, please come and be our shepherd and fill our hearts with joy of knowing that our sins have been paid for, that we have been completely forgiven, that we have been reconciled to God our Father, and that we have a home in heaven waiting for us. Help us to rejoice and help us to worship Jesus from the heart. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas. Amen.